One more time. Let's give Jesus the praise. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the only one happy about being up here, but it's so good to see everybody. I hope you're having a wonderful day already. How many have felt the presence of God? Such a beautiful morning and uh, just beautiful worship and our innocence. I was so precious to see that happen this morning. So, But I'm excited to share the word. Are you all ready to receive this morning? I know you are and those watching by home. So this morning I'm going to be talking about living a grateful life. Living a grateful life. And I felt like with everything that's going on in the world today, I truly believe the enemy comes so hard in our lives, whether it's physically, emotionally, spiritually, that there's just a lot happening in our lives, isn't there? And not only in our personal lives, but in the world today. There's just so much that is hitting us from every direction that we have forgotten the powerful tool that God gave us as believers of learning to be thankful and grateful for things in our life. So I want to share with you this morning scripture verses and, and the power that comes when you learn to have a thankful heart and what happens when you do that. But when we give God our thanks and praise the way the Bible tells us to, we release supernatural authority over whatever situation we are facing. So as you begin to learn to be thankful for the things that's in your life, it is a supernatural force that opens up over your life to release the miracles of God. And we can and we do because I'm human also. We can look at all the things in our life that we don't like. All the things in our life that we wish were different, that we wish would change, the things that we're believing God for. And what happens is we get so caught up in all the negative things that we have forgotten the power of being grateful for some of the good things in our life. Because I can promise you today that no matter what you're facing, there are some good things happening in your world, but we can't see them because we're too overwhelmed by looking at the things of life and the disappointment. As we were worshiping this morning, I just felt like the Lord said there's a disappointing spirit that is coming against the believers today. It brings disappointment and it lowers our soul and it brings oppression and it brings depression. And it's just the opposite of what God wants for you in this season. And it is a thankful heart and looking at the goodness of God. So you have to see that the things that you are facing today are spiritual. And the enemy wants to keep us defeated. He wants to keep us discouraged. He wants us to keep looking at the glass half empty and set it by the Spirit through the Word of God, see the glass half full. Because the glass is half full when you're following Jesus. Amen. There's a powerful weapon. It's a spiritual tool that God gave you. And it is learning to be thankful and grateful. And I'm going to teach you how to do that today. And I'm going to show you some scripture verses of how to do that. But when you become thankful, it unleashes the power of God from heaven and gives the miracle that you are believing God for. I think, you know, and I'm a fighter, I'm a warrior, I'll, you know, I'll walk and pray and I'll bind the devil. And, and there is something about taking authority over the devil, but there's power in just simply being thankful. Waking up in the morning and finding the good things that are great in your life and begin to declare those has more power in it than defeating the devil. Because guess what? The devil's already been defeated. Amen. He's already under our feet. There we go. I couldn't get this mic to work. He's already under our feet. So we have to learn to be thankful. Now, I have a list of some things that I studied just in the natural. And I'm not going to go over all of them because I ran out of time for service. But 
I want to share with you when you learn to be thankful just in the natural, like what happens to our bodies and into our world when we learn to be grateful for some things. Number one is it opens the door to more relationships. And this is so important because we're living in a time, and I've been teaching this, that it is time to win the world to Jesus. It is time to share the gospel and be others conscious. And if we are constantly being negative, if we're constantly being overwhelmed and looking into our own little world of what's going on, we will miss the opportunity when God sends someone in our life because we're not, we're bound in our own dis, uh, uh, dis discouragement, we can't see the opportunity to love someone right next to us. That's why the enemy keeps us all inverted. He keeps us all into our world. I'm going to take care of what's mine. You know, I'm going to make sure this is safe. And God says, no, I want you to be thankful in this season. You know, in Arizona, we live in brick walls. Like, we're so used to living in these little bubbles. And God wants us to be relationship-minded. But if we're always walking in ne negativity and we're always seeing the negative things, we will never have the relationship God's called us to have. You know, you, you can get around someone that's living in negativity. They don't even have to say a word to you. But when they're bound in that negativity, you can feel it on their life, can't you? And, when, and the same is true when someone's walking with a grateful heart, being thankful even for the little things that are going on. You sense that air of something is great in their life. And God wants us to go back to that because he wants relationships in your life. The second thing that it does when you're thankful in your life, just physically, it improves your physical health. So when you begin to be thankful for the good things and, and see the good things that God has brought in your life, you have a desire now to take care of your physical body. You may want to start eating right. You may want to start working out or, or taking a walk because you're being grateful of the things in your life instead of being negative and overwhelmed by those things. And the last thing I'll share about that is, number three, is it improves psychological health. What happens is when we're negative all the time, when we're complaining all the time, and we see all the things that we don't like, and if I was to have you raise your hands, and I won't, every one of us could raise our hands as something we don't like in our life. And we want it to change, and we want it to be different. But when we're not thankful, we release these toxic emotions in our life. And it affects our psychological ability to walk in joy, to walk in hope, to enact faith in our life. That's why the enemy wants to oppress us with discouragement. Because when you are thankful, you unlock the faith of God. You release the power of God now. And then all of a sudden, that thing you're believing God for manifests in your life. Because you started out being thankful. The Bible says to enter into his gates with thanksgiving into his courts with praise. If you want to get the attention of God on the situation that you're facing, you have to begin to be thankful. This is the day that the Lord has made and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. And guess what? You may not feel like that. You probably don't feel like that. But you're going to begin to declare what God says in your life. Amen. Why? Because I need to get rid of these toxic emotions. I don't want to be jealous. I don't want to have resentment. I don't want to have envy. I don't want to have worry. And those are all the things that we unlock when we're not walking in gratitude and thankfulness for the good things in our life. I think the greatest weapon of the enemy that is so destructive is that spirit of comparison. 
It is so destructive. And I, I'm just going to be real and vulnerable with you. Even as a pastor, it would be so easy for me to compare myself to other churches or other women's ministries and where they're at and, and see what's going on in their world. And, then, and the enemy tell me that mine is so insignificant. When you begin to compare yourselves, it steals your joy. You may look at another marriage, oh, they just have a great marriage and mine's never going to be that way. No, that's a lie. What God did for them, he can do for you. If they're being blessed financially, God can do it for you. But we have to have a thankful heart so that we begin to see what God sees and hear what God's trying to say. See, when you're thankful and you have this mindset, and I'm going to teach you how to do that here in a minute. But when you begin to speak the good things of God, your worship becomes pure. All of a sudden, you're drawn to worship of God. When you are aggravated and you're frustrated and you're overwhelmed with negativity, the last thing you want to do is worship God. Come on, somebody. Last thing you want to do. You want to pop on a Netflix series. You want to turn on the radio in the car. You want to escape everything from but worship. But when you begin to be thankful and find the good things of God in your life because they're there, all of a sudden you're going to be drawn to worship. You're going to come into church and go, man, I'm ready for what God has to say. My life is going through hell and I've got some garbage, but I am ready. God, what do you have today? Amen? Because of a thankful heart. You're ready to hear what God has to say. You cannot hear God when you're not being thankful. All you can hear is the negativity all around you. And let me just tell you, the enemy will make sure you hear and see everything negative in your life. It will be like a magnifying glass just making it worse than you could ever imagine. And it's a lie and it's a deception because God wants us to come into thanksgiving and being grateful. And then you receive the word of God. See, if you can't find anything good in your life, if you can't be grateful for certain areas of your life, you cannot receive the word of God. It'll fall on deaf ears, or you'll get offended by it, or you won't grow by it, or you'll just check out. You'll go, oh, this is a great service, but you never let the word go in and change you. But when we learn to be thankful, there's power in that thanksgiving. So let me share this with you. Uh, the first thing that being thankful will do, it will open the doors for God to come in your life. How many is ready for God to show up in your life? We need miracles, and it's going to come through God opening those doors. So let's look at 1 Thessalonians 5.18. And it says this, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. In everything, everybody say that. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Now let's take a look at this verse. It's saying to us, in everything. That means no matter what you're going through. No matter what the struggle is, you have got to find a place to find something to be thankful for in that storm. Because if you don't, that storm is going to overtake you. So no matter what, and every one of us has a different thing that we're going through in this room. And you may think, well, that's, you just don't understand my story. If you really knew what I was going through, it's just awful. And I'm not trying to minimize that. But I'm showing you the answer to get out of the storm and get the miracle is in everything. I'm going to find a way to give thanks. Even when it's difficult. And even when I don't feel it. And even when I may have to dig really deep to find something grateful for. But it is there. And so he's saying in everything, give thanks. And that word there, give thanks, means this. It means to be grateful. It means to feel thankful. But it also means this. It means to express gratitude. 
See, it's not enough in our world to wish things were better. It's not enough to just pray things get better. That being thankful, give thanks, is a verb. It means I've got to open up my mouth and I've got to express the gratitude that I have in my life. I need to take a notebook out if i got to go that far. And I've got to begin to look at the goodness of God. And I've got to begin to thank God for everything in my life. Like I said before, God, thank you. This is the day you have made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Yesterday was hell. Yesterday was defeating. Yesterday was overwhelming. Two weeks ago were overwhelming. But guess what? I'm thankful today, God. This is a brand new day. I'm going to enter into this day with joy. I invite you into my day, God. I invite your presence into my day and I am thankful for this day even though yesterday was horrible I'm thankful for today because I opened up my eyes and I'm alive I have air to breathe thank you Jesus I've got two legs to walk those may be simple things but there are people that wake up without those things we can find something and I'm going to express gratitude to what the word of God says about my life not what my life is going through right now God, my job is hard, it's difficult. My boss, he's put me through it. God, I thank you for my job. I thank you that I'm blessed coming in, I'm blessed going out. I thank you that I have favor that surrounds me as with a shield. I'm thankful. I'm telling God that I am thankful for that crazy boss. I'm thankful for that paycheck that's too small. I'm thankful, God, because I know where I'm at is not where I'm going to be. It's just where I'm at. And I say, thank you, Jesus. And when you do that, you open up faith, you open up the power of God, and then you walk into that thing that you're being thankful for. But we sit on the other side of disappointment, don't we? We sit over here wishing it would change, hoping it would change. Listen, we have conversations about we wish it would change. We've talked to, we have no more words to say about our situation. It's time to stop talking to people and start talking to God. I am so thankful, God, that I have life. I am so thankful that I'm married and it's a struggle. I'm so thankful that I've got children and they're driving me crazy. I'm so thankful for my job, God, because where I'm at is not my dead end. It's just a part of my story. But I'm going to be thankful for it because I need the power of God to arise in my situation. He said, in everything, I need some doors to open. Who needs doors to open? We need doors to open, thank you, Jesus. In everything, give thanks. Why? Because this is the will of God. It's the will of God that you are grateful in your life. That word will of God means this. It means it's God's desire for you. God takes pleasure when you're grateful. It's God's choice that you are thankful. Doesn't that put a whole different spin on why I need to be thankful in my life? I don't have to just be thankful for any reason. I can wake up tomorrow and be thankful because God desires that for my life. Why? Because God knows that where I'm at is not where he's taken me. What I'm facing is not the end of the story. It's not a dead-end situation. It's not over unless you say it's over. But in God, he opens up supernatural doors and situations because I'm thankful because it's his will that comes in my life. Listen, God is willing to release tremendous amount of power in and on our lives if we do not neglect to give him thanks. There's a power there. I'm excited. When I was doing this study this week and I was studying about what the physical effects are of being thankful, every study I found said, write down your gratefulness. 
every one of them said, take a journal and write it down. And I'm like, I'm a journal journaler. And even then I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to fuss with that. But I think of Habakkuk that says, write the vision down and make it plain. So those who read it may run with it. If we're so bound in, in everything that we're going through, I need to reread what God says and what the good things are in my life. Because when I'm mad about it the next morning, I can go, well, I was happy about this yesterday. Thank you, Jesus. Because in that moment of my emotions, I may not remember what I'm grateful for, but I got it on my paper. Thank you, Jesus. Because I went to bed thanking God for some things in my life. I encourage us, let's get in this mindset of being thankful. Don't neglect what the will of God is. Because God desires that for you, right? I want to look at another version of that same exact verse. The Amplified Version. Now, I got in a little trouble for saying this in first service. But I've always said the Amplified Version is like the woman's Bible because there's a lot of words. And the King James Version is for men because it's littler words. I know, they feel so bad. Why do you guys feel bad? You know it's true. Men run out of words by the time they get home. You all know that's Ladies, is that true? Some of you might have a chatty husband, and that's wonderful. I'm just having fun anyway. All right. So the Amplified Version, this is awesome, says this. Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be. It is hard to thank God when your circumstances are in a challenging situation. It's hard. But God has given us the ability to do that. Be thankful and give thanks. For this is the will of God for you who are in Christ Jesus. And who is Jesus? The revealer and the mediator of that will. Look at that. So whatever you're believing God for, when you're giving thanks no matter what, Jesus will reveal his will and mediate that will to come to pass in your life. Isn't that exciting? That means there's nothing I got to do but to be thankful. Do you know it takes the same amount of emotions to wake up defeated and frustrated than it does to say, I'm going to be thankful today. I'm going to choose to thank God for the good things in my life. So let's do this this morning. How do we give thanks? How do we make this happen in our lives? I wrote a couple down, and I'm going to share them with you. Number one is remember God. Remember God every day. You know, we can come to church and we can have God and we can have a good word from God. But God wants to re us to remember him every day of the week. We need to wake up tomorrow morning and say, Jesus, I invite you into this day. When we love someone, when we care about someone, we remember them. They are in our minds. They are in our thoughts. We remember their birthdays. It's important that relationship is important to us. God wants us to remember him in our thoughts, remember him in our words, remember him even in our actions. That every day needs to be, God, this is the day that you have made and you're a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Can you imagine just waking up every morning and the only thing you do different is to say, thank you, Jesus, for this day. Thank you that you are with me and you go before me. Thank you that uh, grace and mercy follows me all the days of my life. I thank you, Jesus, that this is your day. I guarantee you when you let God remember him, he will be a part of your day and you will walk in favor and breakthrough that you've never experienced before because you're inviting him in today. We have to choose to think about Jesus. 
I don't think there's a morning I don't wake up, and it's not just because I'm a pastor, because maybe you'd want to say that, but I've chosen every day to create a habit of thanking God no matter what. And I have circumstances that want to take my breath away. I have circumstances that frustrate the heck out of me. And it does get me for a minute, but I step into being thankful. And I say, God, you work all things together for good to those who called according to your purpose. And I don't like this situation. And I'm feeling pretty much like garbage. But I thank you, God, your word says you're going to work it out for my good and for your glory. That's choosing thankfulness. I'm remembering God in my broken moment and that moment I want to give up and that moment that I'm frustrated and I want to make wrong choices. I'm remembering God in my life, that he is greater than every circumstance I can face in my life. And all I have to say is thank you, Jesus. I give them to you. I give my husband or wife to you. I give my children, my finances, my job. I am thankful, God, that you are in complete control. But we have to remember him. And that's why you've got to get the scriptures. And if you don't have any memorized, get some note cards. Find some scriptures that you wake up every day and make it a habit to declare in your life. So that when you go out into the world and all hell hits you, the word of God can come out of your mouth now. Now you know what to, to uh, speak as Thanksgiving instead of having to go find something quick. And guess what? We usually never go find it, do we? We just trudge right on through. We sweep stuff under the carpet, sweep it under the carpet until so much is under the carpet, we're ready to explode. And we wonder, how do we get where I'm at today? And it's because we have forgotten the little things that we can find in life to be thankful for. May not be where I want to go, God, but I'm not where I used to be. I'm so thankful for that, God. The second thing is, number one, remember him during the week. Number two, recognize his hand. Look back at the places where God has blessed you. Every one of us can look back and say, God, if it wasn't for God, I'd have never had that breakthrough. If it wasn't for God, I would have never had that blessing. We have to remember that God is blessing us and see the goodness of God. You know, sometimes things can happen in our life. We're like, well, that was cool coincidence. Wasn't that a coincidence? And we shrug off something that God's like, no, that was me. And it was small to you, but I needed to be grateful for that thing. Because if you can learn to be grateful at those little things, it will build into great big things in your life. So we have to recognize that God is in my life. And maybe it's a friendship that you have. You know, maybe it's a family member that is important to you. Maybe it's your life that you're just so thankful to be alive and, and to be happy. Maybe it's good health that you're, you're walking in good health. You can thank God for good health. There's something, amen, that we can find to be happy in our life. And it changes us. Not only does it change us, but it changes the atmosphere of your home. It releases faith and joy and hope into a situation that seems hopeless. Amen. And the only way to get joy back is to learn to speak gratefulness. Amen. And the third one I want to share this morning is learning to serve others. Serve others. And in uh, Matthew 25, and what's so beautiful about this is you become others conscious. When you do unto others, it will come back to you. 
there's something about giving of ourselves and serving. I told first service, you know, as I've been sharing with you and challenging you to pray for people, you know, out in the world in the grocery stores. And I said, you know, God, challenge me too because I can't just preach it. I need to do it. Amen. And so the other day I was going to pick up our Faith Sisters t-shirts and I had lots of heavy boxes and, you know, it was a quick errand that I was going to run in and do and I had to get back here to the church and everything was happening fast. And the young guy, Juan, that works at the shop, it's hot in the back of the shop and, and we're talking and he's trying to get me to sign papers. It was crazy. And all of a sudden he starts sharing with me, I've got a, a, a blood disorder and it's, he thinks it's cancer of the bone marrow. And so all of a sudden he says that I'm like, i got to pray for this guy. I had to pray for this guy, and boxes are going everywhere, and it's hot, and they're trying to get me to sign stuff, and all I can think about is, I've got to serve this man. I've got to give to this man life and hope. And I said, you know what, Juan, we just got to put the boxes down. And I said, i got to pray for you today, and we did. We put those boxes down. There was employees lined up waiting for me to sign stuff, and I'm like, nope we got to pray right now. And I laid hands on that man and spoke death to that cancer and spoke life into his body. And I'm going to follow up with him. And I'm believing God. God gave him a miracle. But guess what? In that moment, I didn't want to do it. Ooh, I know I'm a pastor and I should always be in that moment. But life is crazy. There's moments where I'm frustrated. There's moments where I got a bad phone call. There's things that take away the moment when we need to serve others. But it's in serving others that God truly ministers to us. Because I walked away, I put that stuff in that car, nothing mattered to me. I was like, Jesus is awesome. I'm having such a great day. Why? Because you can serve others and find joy in that. Find a way to serve someone. Find a single mama that needs diapers. Just one package with a bow on it at her door. Something that says, I'm going to be others conscious. I may not like where my life is now, but I thank you, Jesus, that I have a little bit I can bless somebody else with. And God will inevitably take care of you. Amen. You may not like the home you're in now. You may want something different. But thank you, Jesus, you have a home. Thank you, Jesus, you got a place to hang your hat and call it your home and have a safe place for your children. You can be grateful for those things. And God will give you your heart's desire for more, but it generally comes through being grateful first. And then when you get it, you're like, oh, thank you, Jesus, I didn't even really need this because my life was happy anyway. Amen. So we got to serve others. So let's look at Matthew 25. It says this. I love these verses. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, come, you bless my father and inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. This is Jesus. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it unto me. When you serve someone else, you are serving Jesus, you are planting the seed of life and love and hope. And when you do that, it seems like all of your situation fades away because you're doing it unto Jesus. We did a little Facebook post last week on Faith Sisters and I just posted, you know, let's do something. Let's be generous, you know. 
uh, be sisterhood. Let's take care of one another. And all of a sudden, the girls started texting each other like Starbucks gift cards. And, and they're posting it on Facebook. And they were all just rejoicing about blessing each other. And it was like this atmosphere of excitement because they were serving someone else and giving life away. And all of a sudden, your life doesn't look so bad, does it? The last one I want to share about how do we give thanks is express gratitude to others. And I think this is such a huge one. And I'm not talking about strangers, you know, thank you for doing my groceries or thank you for that. I'm talking about the people that are in your world who serve you or take care of you on a daily basis. Whether it be a spouse or a friend or a family member. Where life has become so consistent, this is what they do. They always show up. They're always there for you. How often have we stopped and just thanked that person in our life? Thank you for taking care of our house, honey. Thank you for making sure there's groceries in this house and that you, and you make um, meals for our family at night. Thank you for picking up our children and taking them here and there. We can get so caught up on what we want different in this situation instead of being using the voice of gratitude of the things that are good in their life and not taking it for granted. We've got to express gratitude to those who are around us and take care of us. Amen. Because when we do that, it opens up hearts now. Now we can come, become vulnerable. Now I can share with you the things that I've been going through when I've expressed that I'm grateful for what I do see you do and not disappointed by what you don't do for me. It's so powerful, isn't it? And we can use that in anything, even in the church, even as the pastors, you know, even if people, if you're serving, you know, if you have a department or a job, we've got people underneath you. Thanksgiving goes a long way in appreciation. Amen? Amen. Okay, let me share here. I got a few more minutes. Where do I want to go? Let's go to Daniel. Daniel chapter 2. It says this. Now, we know Daniel was a man of faith, and God had chosen him with his other friends to stand before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar was a mean, cruel man. And Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, and he wanted this dream interpreted desperately. So I want us to look at verse 19, I believe. It's Daniel 2, verse, I might have gave you 21, but I'll read 19 first. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. He understood the interpretation of the dream. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. And Daniel answered and said, after he got this revelation from God, he said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. For wisdom and might are his, and he changes the times and the seasons. What do we see happening with Daniel? When God gave him something, it wasn't for himself. It was a revelation for King Nebuchadnezzar, someone else's promotion. But David went to God with a thankful heart. He didn't go looking for his own needs. He began to say, God, thank you for blessing me with that word. For you gave me wisdom and you can change every time and season. Listen, what you're going through, when you're thankful, God can change the time and the season. God can change the situation if we'll hang on, if we'll fight the good fight of faith, if we'll find the good things to be thankful for, God will intervene. goes on to say, he removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. See what happens when you're thankful? God now can begin to speak to you. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him. See, when you're in a dark situation, 
and you're going through it, when you begin to speak thanksgiving, God will light up that dark area of your life. God will reveal the hidden secrets. Now you can hear by the Spirit what God is saying and not through the disappointment of the situation. You know how many people throw in the towel of things in their life because they're examining by what they see. And they walk away from things that are God-given because they look at what they see in negative instead of seeing the goodness of God in everything. And I promise you, if you'll see the good things, you'll be anchored in the will of God all the time. Amen? Let's keep going. What else did he say? Verse 23, I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might and have now made known to me what we asked of you. you. For you have made known to us the king's demand. And so what happened in this story? David had a heart of gratitude that just flowed out to God. He was so thankful. But David didn't know what was just ahead of him. In the next part of David, excuse me, Daniel, the next part of Daniel's story is what? He was thrown into the fiery furnace. He was chosen. Are you going to bow before the golden idol or are you going to stand up for God, the great I am? And Daniel had courage to stand up against Nebuchadnezzar and go through the fiery furnace. And what happened in the furnace? He came out not even smelling like the smoke. See, when you are thankful and the enemy wants to come against you because of your gratefulness, whatever the devil meant for evil cannot touch you. It cannot harm you. But if Daniel would have been discouraged and he would have been defeated and he'd been murmuring and complaining, he maybe never would have stood up to that golden idol in front of him and who knows what would have happened in his future. When you stand up and you are courageous and you are full of thanksgiving in your life, faith is activated. And whatever the enemy throws your way can't touch you. They can't have you. You'll have the wisdom and the grace and the power of God to overcome every circumstance in your life through being thankful. Amen. Okay, let me do one more and then I'm going to let you guys out of here. In John chapter 11. John chapter 11 verse 39. There's just so much in the word. But I run out of time too quickly, you guys. All right. John John 11, verse 39, says this. Many of us know this story, but let's see if I can find it myself. Okay, one more page. This is the story about Lazarus. And Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Jesus told her, did I not say to you that I would, if you would believe Oh, sorry, my watch is talking to me. If you would believe, you would see the glory of God. Now think about this. These are dead things in the grave that stinks. There are things in your life that seem dead. They seem over. They seem like it could never happen. But Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, what did he say? Father, I thank you. Jesus had to give thanks. He had to have a feeling of gratitude. He had to express, I give thanks to you, God, that you heard me. 
When you want the dead things to come alive, those things that seem like they're the dead end and over, you have to thank God. I thank you that you heard my request. Verse 42, and I know that you always hear me because the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Verse 43, now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. See, when you enter into a thankful heart, you may have nev would never have faith to speak to that dead thing to come forth. Ever. Because you're disappointed. You've prayed a thousand times. You've fasted. You've done all the things that you know you can do in the natural. And Lazarus is still laying dead, stinking in the grave. When we've got a supernatural power to say, thank you, God. Thank you that your word doesn't return void. Thank you that it accomplishes that to which it was sent. Thank you that there's power and life and you are the restorer. You are the redeemer. You are the great I am. Thank you, God. And when you build up your faith, you can speak to that Lazarus, come forth in the name of Jesus. And that dead thing has no alternative but to obey your voice. Because you are in faith. You're not walking in the flesh. You're walking in faith. And my dad preached this. He said, if he wouldn't have said Lazarus, every dead thing would have come out of the ground. Speak life to that marriage. Call it forth. Speak life to that job. Friendships. Whatever, whatever is overwhelming you, step in in faith and begin to thank God for where it's at right now. Because it's not where it's going to be. But the only thing that's going to cause that dead thing to come alive is going to be my thanks, thanksgiving to God for where I'm at right now. Otherwise, I can throw away and lose everything that God has when he wants that dead thing to come forth in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. All right, let's go ahead and pray this morning. I just run out of time so fast. Father, we thank you today that you are raising up in our hearts a desire to be thankful, God. And Lord, I know as challenging it may be for us as we're facing circumstances and we're facing things that are overwhelming us, Lord, give us the courage, give us the faith to step up and be thankful. Thankful for the little things in our marriages. Thankful for the things in our children that we're seeing good things, God. Thankful for our church and our ministries, Lord. Thank you for our jobs, whatever it is. Lord, we want to have a heart of gratitude in this season. Lord, let us not take anything for granted in this moment, but let us wrap ourselves in your gratitude according to your word. And I want to give everyone the opportunity today, maybe there's some things that you've been hanging on to and, and they're overwhelming you and, you, you know, they've, they've been the negative things of life. These are things God wants you to confess for him today and ask him to forgive you of th not being thankful. Just ask God's grace and mercy to come over you if you've been in that negative zone and receive the grace of God to walk in thanksgiving today. And maybe you're here today and you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life or watching online. This is the time to make Jesus all. Jesus paid a price. He paid the sin, the, the bill for our redemption. And all we have to do is receive his grace today, receive his mercy today. And we're going to say this prayer together. I want us to re repeat it out loud. Say, Father God, I'm asking you to forgive me of all of my sin. Come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. And Father God, forgive me for being negative. Forgive me for being critical. 
and overwhelmed. I give it to you today. Give me the heart of gratitude. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I want to remind you as we go today, as Pastor Paul comes, bring God into your everyday. Remember him. Remember his hand. Be willing to serve others. And be willing to give thanks, thanks, gratitude away. Amen. If we'll do those four things in our life, you'll begin to see amazing things happen. All right. I love you all so much. Have a wonderful day. And we're going to welcome Pastor Paul to the pulpit.